0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. It's a Mario, Mario time. time. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break that. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate I still see sunshine in my dreams. days with rain draws behind me. Listen, hey, y'all. I like that. I Hey. I hope y'all watching the video version. We got some fire graphics, man. But listen, y'all, listen. A lot of y'all might be saying, or I know y'all saying, Pat Riley's asleep, can't get the whale no more. And listen, you may be right. You may be wrong. That's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm here to talk about is who can get a whale. And that is the Believe Network. Because they went out and landed an absolute heat legend to co-host this amazing podcast with me. So I'm going to introduce him to y'all right now. (laughs) Even though I guarantee that y'all know who this man is, and if you don't know who this man is, then you either not a Heat fan, which is really weird that you listening to this. I mean, I don't understand why it is a Heat podcast. I appreciate it though. Or you went to the <laughs> University of Memphis and you trying your best to block out all memories of this man from your brain. That's right. We got NCAA champion. Y'all see the Kansas Jayhawk hat that he got on. We got two-time NBA champion. We got brother of Luigi, ender of Linsanity, the greatest number six in Miami Heat <laughs> history. That's right. So next up, game five. Miami leading 3-1. What a performance tonight from Mario Chalmers. He's got 22. Mr. Clutch, Mario Chalmers, how we doing today, my guy?
0: I'm good, man. How y'all doing? What's up, everybody? Everybody, all the listeners, everybody tuned in. We appreciate y'all.
1: Hey, yes, what's up, man? I'm, How you doing? I'm, I'm hype, man. I'm glad to hear you hype. Of course, this is your first podcast on with us, too. Glad you shouted out the listeners. Appreciate y'all tuning in, whether it's the audio on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Pod, whatever y'all listening to, or on a YouTube side. Hopefully, y'all watching the YouTube side also, because we got a lot of really cool graphics that I've been working on, including the intro and some others that I'm going to play throughout the show. Uh, I don't know if the video is going to be on my personal YouTube or the Believe Network. We haven't discussed that yet, but y'all could subscribe both. Uh, My YouTube is just Anthony DiNardo. And of course, you can find the Believe Network on YouTube as well. So make sure y'all check out the video version of this podcast too. So the first thing that I want to get into, Mario, is first, what should I call you, man? You like Rio? You like Mario? What do you like to go by, man?
0: We keep it simple, man. Just call me Rio. You know, everybody knows me as Rio. Uh, You know, that's what I go by. Keep it simple like that.
1: Okay, I can do that, but it's gonna take some getting used to because I kid you not, ever since that game four in 2012, I referred to you and only referred to you as Mario <laughs> Mother effing Chalmers. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, man.
0: Hey, you a lot of people, people come do. Up- like I still I've been okay. playing in the big three and going to different arenas and I hear people yell. Mario MF Chalmers. And I just look up there and I smile. So, so D-Wade, bless me with a with a name that everybody can call me that.
1: <laughs> out of respect, I, I've only been referring to you as that for the last 10 years, man. But out of efficiency, yeah, we, can, we, can, we can go real. We can go real. <laughs> so for the people that's listening at home or watching at home, uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about this. This is actually our third time talking. Our second time was when we did some scheduling last week. But our first mm-hmm. time was actually almost 10 years ago where coincidentally and i'm gonna put the picture up right now where coincidentally making
0: me feel old look how young i look
1: (laughs) oh we we i don't want to make you feel old because i was 15 in this picture but but you still you still young man in the grand scheme of things but coincidentally that's us me and mario 50 or 10 years ago at miami heat basketball camp uh and that's why this is extra cool i was getting to reconnect here 10 years later uh, meet each other you look kind of the same so you don't feel old i obviously also. look quite different yeah, <laughs> I, I look through, quite a uh,
0: real transformation you know what i'm saying lost a lot of weight got that baby weight off you you know what i mean got to your grown bro. man body that's all good i appreciate it man
1: <laughs> because that those big this is actually cool too because for me because those big three teams man that's what i grew up like that ass bro those teams changed my life like that's right. what got me into basketball started playing and stuff and then that heat camp the day i met you like like on some real shit like that's when I started taking ball seriously, and it's changed my life since. So that's why that's why it's extra cool talking to you.
0: Yeah, well, I was an inspiration to you, my guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, I'm a shooter out there on the courts too. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta <laughs> replicate you in that way too. Gotta, uh, and
0: also, to the shooters.
1: Yeah, come on. Hey, threes is worth more than twos, are they not? Hey, facts. They were listen. I ain't out there dunking. You you got a few dunks, but for the most part, you know, you behind the arc. Yeah, he it's catches you behind po- that
0: three point line. That's, that's where it's going <laughs> up. Oh, cool. Y'all can it's, have it. It's more
1: points, man. man. But this is extra cool, too, because this is actually kind of my second full interaction with an NBA player. My first one was actually, I had a chance to interview Kyle Guy on the Heat vs. the World podcast. So Ooh, shout out my to my there. there. See, yes, Kyle Guy. One of the nicest dudes obviously played really, really well for the Heat. But, and I don't think I'm alone on this. A lot of Heat Nation is annoyed with this man because he took all your minutes last year, man. What's what's up with that, man?
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it really did take my minutes because you know what I'm saying. Uh, at the end of the day, he's been there, he's been in that that situation, and you know, they kind of they kind of rock with him a little bit more. But um, you know, I was just happy to be part of the Heat again. You know, be on a 10-day contract, even though I did want to play. You know, show people that I could still play a lot, still contribute a lot. Um, you know, I didn't get my chance, and I was just happy to be there. Um, you know, Kyle's my guy. Kyle played in the Sioux Falls G League with me. So, me and him had that that, that connection that, uh, you know, just go out there and do your thing. It's bigger than us. So it's about the team. And, uh, you know, we still going to have our fun. All
1: right. So, what I heard is we going to blame Spo for not getting you out there, then. That's, that's what I heard.
0: Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Um, it, was it was such a, a tease, man. So.
1: I remember the day I kid, I was just chilling in my room, get the ESPN done up. Look at my phone. I see Miami Heat sign Marrow Chalmers. I kid you not. I was so excited, man. Uh, so it's nice to see you back on the Heat and get some runs. So we know you was on the Heat last year, so we seen a little bit of you last year. But go ahead and tell the people and myself basically what you've been up to. How much ball you playing? How much you watching you've been keeping up the heat, like what you got going on in life personally and basketball related.
0: Uh, right now, I'm just trying to figure out the next move. Of course, I still want to play. Um, I still feel like I could play, but you know how, you know, the NBA is getting younger and, you know, things are changing a little bit. So for me right now, I'm just sitting back, still working out, still staying in shape, just waiting for a call. See if somebody's going to need a veteran point guard out there, but other than that, trying to get my business stuff going, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with my kids and, you know, enjoying the different things they're into, um, going to their basketball games and practices and stuff. So it's been cool um, just being able to be at home, have a little bit of downtime and, uh, you know, enjoy the things that, you know, you miss out when you're in the basketball season grind.
1: No, I, I like that, man. That's respect, too. I know you got the kids over there. So it's it's nice to hear that you are able to spend some time with them. I know that's definitely a plus for sure. Uh, and I, I know you can get back out there because you're saying a team that can need a veteran point guard immediately. I'm thinking you're of right. several, man. I mean, you, you, you're talking about the Lakers, bro. I mean, they come on. They need some shooting, some veteran. Listen, I, I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah, they, they need a lot. So I'm just saying, man. They uh, a lot, yeah. <laughs> but yeah all right it's
0: different so it's, mean, it's, yeah, it's different it's different when you get to like different combinations and stuff of what teams need um uh, like, like we both said the lakers need a lot and i think that's that's a tough for uh you know t- the head coach have been uh being his first season but uh, they'll eventually figure it out you know you got some of the best players in the world on that team so they'll figure it out they'll get it going somehow somewhere
1: all right well so it sounds like you've been keeping up then so how much ball you watching you keeping up with the heat at all
0: Yeah, you know, i watch basketball every day you know so even though i'm not playing right now that's still my life or something that's very dear to my heart and something i do all the time so um we watch all the games as much as we can college basketball i'm in mean, college and nba so it's just a continual basketball house
1: yeah i like that man listen i'm glad you're still watching uh obviously uh I don't blame you if you ain't sitting through all these heat games. I kind of have to just because of this, but we're we gonna talk a little yes. bit about that later, man. We we're gonna talk. What's up to uh you you got your say say kid, what's man. up what's up? What's, what's up? Welcome to the Believe Podcast. Well welcome. We got the Chalmers family over here. That's that's <laughs> awesome, man. The youngest you love the boys. Hey, the heat winning camera. this championship this year, right?
0: Uh I hope they do. I hope they continue for it at least.
1: Oh, I was asking. I was asking your kid. I was trying to see if you had a prodigy over there. If they had nah. said yes, but
0: <laughs> he go, he gonna go talk about KU before he talk about the Heat. That's okay, he so you
1: raise you raising them right though. It's listen, man. <laughs> you, you raising them right. Yeah. All got right, to do it man. Step by step. All right. So it was nice to learn a little bit about you and stuff. But as this is kind of like our first time fully interacting, I came up with a segment. It's gonna be a weekly segment that we can basically do every week to kind of get to learn each other a little bit more. So I'm going to play the intro video for that right now. First puzzle. Mario. Wheel of questions. That's it. You got it. So this segment is called Wheel of Questions. Essentially, what I got. What happened?
0: I said, I like that. I make it simple. Keep it simple. I ain't got to think of stuff off the top of my head. Appreciate it, man. (laughs)
1: Appreciate it. So basically, I forgot to pull up the tab, so let me go ahead and get that open here. So we got a, a tab that's a wheel of, you guessed it, questions. Uh, basically, some basic stuff that I kind of wrote down that uh, we are going to, uh, we can kind of spend each week, ask each other, and kind of get to learn a little bit about each other, and also let the uh, the Heat fans, let the audience know kind of what what we both got going on, too. So let me open up this screen, share it into the tab, wheel of questions. Let's go ahead and add it to the stream yard right here. Okay. So, we're going to spin the wheel, see what it lands on, and go ahead and get to, let's shut the music off. Let's get to our first question. Put some good stuff in here. A lot of it is, is uh, basketball related. Some of it just, you know, pop culture, entertainment. And the first one we get is your favorite current NBA player. So, you said you're keeping up. It's nice to hear. Got a lot of dudes, I'm sure, out there. You like some some Kansas Jayhawks out there. <laughs> so... Who comes to mind? Who comes to mind? Do you have anyone that comes off the mind quick, uh, for just your your favorite current NBA player?
0: My two favorite current right now is, is the two young guys. I'm I'm rocking with Ja Morant and uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, I really like their games and what they bring to the court, and you know, especially Ja. Ja leading a a whole team, a whole franchise. Um, you know, with a with a, another all star on the team being hurt, so he's handling his own. He's doing his thing. He's making his noise. So. Um, yeah, them two my two players I, I try to watch every time they play.
1: Did you see that steal that Morant had the other night? Crazy, but did you know
0: not- what's crazy? I don't understand why more, more people don't do that. Like, all he did is a read. Like, you know, as the person guarding, you know, if you turn your back, he's you know where they want to go. So, that just shows that he's really into the film and that. You know, he's thinking about all the little details that that takes into to winning ball games, and you know, attention to detail. So that's that's something right there that like anybody could do that, but nobody really takes the time and the effort to learn things like that. That's what separates the good the good players from the great players.
1: See, I should have never expected anything different from the Mario Chalmers, the same guy. Yeah. Who, who we always heard thought was the best player on the big three teams, <laughs> of course he going to come here and say that you could have did that with your eyes closed.
0: I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just had that read. You know, that's that's just being a point guard, knowing the court, knowing the game, <laughs> knowing the situation. So I'm not saying you could do that with your eyes closed. I'm just saying that comes with you putting in to the game, like you putting in that preparation of knowing the other team's plays, knowing the sense that they like to run, know who who they want to get the ball to and, in different moments so that's that just shows his focus his focus level
1: no yeah I, I get what you're saying for sure because like I, I watched that a few times because I'm trying to figure out how how did he do this and you can see the kind of formation form where they set a screen guy rolled out and he knew exactly when the time it. Mm-hmm. so that's really a sign of respect and the fact that the dude is as athletic as he is with that Crazy, kind of bro. IQ too at, at such a young age he he is easily one of the most fun players to watch uh and it's so weird because like He's in Memphis. Like, that's supposed to be the grit and grind, like the hard, flashy, blue collar. collar. And this dude is out there doing posters on a daily basis. So I feel good for those fans, man. Uh, and he he's an awesome player. He he really is. Uh, Tatum, listen, you're not going to hear me ever say a good thing about the Boston Celtics on this stream. So I, I, I'll let you. Hey, I
0: feel you on that one. But, like, I didn't know Tatum before he got to Boston. Before, like, when he was at Duke, that's when I really kind of met him and, Okay. Like we had a little conversation and stuff like that, so I've I've been watching him since Duke, so that's why I say. But I, I'm with you on that Boston.
1: I don't like Boston at all. So that that brings me to an interesting thought that just came, just just randomly came into my head. So you don't like Boston, but I know you like your Jayhawks, man. How, mm-hmm. how do we feel about Paul, Paul Pierce? This is a very important question. If you're gonna that's be on this, that's, that's your dude. Guy. That's
0: my guy. To to the day I die, that's Paulie P. We go back we go back before nba we go back to the to the jayhawk days you know what i'm saying so that's a that's a whole different relationship and it was even fun when he was with boston you know going having the battles back and forth even talking back and forth and still to this day you know we'll still he wears boston jersey i wear my heat jersey we still go talk smack but at the end of the day it's all love
1: yeah i i figured you would say as much i know kind of that that college blood runs deep uh and i'm sure the connection you guys have uh, but you can understand from my from why uh, my perspective why I don't feel the same way.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I understand why a lot of Heat fans will not like Paul Pierce.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It, it's important though because that's I mean that's what makes sports fun, man. Like yeah, like right. that uh, Boston Cel- or not even necessarily Celtics Heat, but just Paul Pierce and KG. Because even when they went to Brooklyn and y'all had played them again too, that's what makes sports fun, man. And that's why I was interested to ask you because I know I was just coming from a fan perspective. It's easy for fans to think that that y'all hate these dudes, but I mean, at the end of the day, like y'all y'all just out there competing and having fun, and, and sometimes the dude you compete hardest against is your friends, and you yeah, can tell but, even though you boys with him, there was no let up when you was playing that team, not a single little bit. So it's it's a very interesting perspective here coming from you.
0: It was a little bit different too for me because it wasn't it wasn't really a Celtics Heat battle beef it was more of a paul pierce versus lebron james like they them two don't like each other well i'll say paul don't like Bron. so it was more like oh no kidding yeah this is more like okay this is what it's an inner battle between y'all but it's more about the heat heat celtics but it's really about paul pierce and Braun. so that's the, that's the difference about it
1: yeah i mean it, i guess it's hard to have a heat Paul Pierce rivalry when y'all beat they ass every single year, year after year after year. Right, that's so, what
0: I'm saying, so it's hard to be like... Oh. I mean, what's... Ever since know, when,
1: when Paul Pierce hit the uh, hit the step-back
0: game winner over D. Wright, I want to say that was my second year in the league, 2009, 2010. And ever since then, we didn't lose to Boston no more in the playoffs.
1: You know what I mean? It's hard but to yeah, have a rivalry like that. Listen, I was born in the right. Every day I wake up, and thank God I was born in Miami and not that city. Cause life, life is great, man. Growing up watching it's y'all, <laughs> man, life, life, life is great. But that I appreciate you giving your, your perspective on that. That's a, that's really cool to hear. I mean, we got uh, other questions on the wheel that we'll get to uh, in later weeks, kind of about certain guys in the league and certain things you do. So, so we'll go ahead and say that, but that was our wheel of the week segment. I think it was pretty cool. Uh, and if anyone watching this has some ideas of things they want to ask, uh, Oh, I guess I forgot to answer the question, too. It's supposed to be both okay, yeah, you, you gotta my, answer that one. So my current favorite player in the league, uh, obviously. I, not on the heat. Okay, see, because I was going to say Max Struz, Reason why is because the dude honestly reminds me of myself. Okay, and I know cool sometimes. Like <laughs> that is, listen to me. That is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> so you're like, a big
0: Max fan. That's what, that's like what I'm hearing. That you're a big dude, Max fan.
1: Listen, man, bro, some some dudes that I be talking to, like I'm on I'm on these other networks, like the basement and stuff. And I might casually be like, yo, Max Drew's handsome guy, like n- not no sus, <laughs> so nothing like that. <laughs> but then they be coming at me. I'm like, listen, I can't. I'm comfortable enough with myself. I can not anyways. Hey, I like, worry
0: like, about what other people say. You know, you know what it is. You know what you could do.
1: Hey, hey, but but seriously, though, his confidence, bro. That is so fun. The fact the dude can go 0 for 7 and still pull up from 30 feet just thinking he's gonna make it. I respect the hell out of that. Especially coming from a shooter. I mean, I'm sure you understand too. You were a guy who's never afraid to shoot it. And if you're gonna make it in the league, make it anywhere, you have to have that type of confidence. You yeah, have you gotta to have that.
0: You gotta have that mindset. I'm with you on that one. I like Max, but I'ma say my favorite player on the on the heat gotta be Tyler. Tyler, that yeah, reminds well, me of, like, me. Like, when I was on the Heat, like, that person that don't care, like, we're going to go out here, we're going to hoop, we're going to lay it all on the line, and we're going to live with the results. Like, I'm going to do me. And that's one thing I respect about Tyler. So that's why, like, low-key Tyler my favorite player on the Heat.
1: That's that's a great comparison because when you talk about two guys that's not afraid of the moment, two guys that, that want that shot. Yeah, you want that moment. That's why I respect Tyler. I mean, we saw him hit the game winner this year that he 100% traveled on, so he got lucky on that
0: team.
1: (laughs) And listen, the the next game he came out versus Indiana, airballed the game winner. But guess what? He going to come back next time. He going to take the same shot again. again. Same shot every time. That's why I love – bro, do you remember the game versus Philly, I think his rookie year, where Jimmy got the steal and he came down and stopped on a dime to pull up for the win? Mm -hmm. The A rookie – the kind of cojones you have to have to stop on a dime. that the shot clock only wasted like four seconds. That man pulled up.
0: That's how you know. That's how you know you're ready for that moment, regardless of what happens.
1: And, and as a Heat fan, you absolutely have to love that from Tyler. You, you really do. That's how you get stars in the league. And not to mention he his offensive skill set is, is obviously crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, he three level everywhere. So
0: he definitely hopefully
1: nice. uh yeah, I know he's missing the road trip up to uh, Washington now, but hopefully uh, he's okay. He can come back soon because this team definitely needs him. They definitely, but need a uh, yeah. But my current favorite player, hmm, I guess that's not something I necessarily necessarily prep for. But I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that are like you. You know who I really want to give some love to. Actually, actually, I changed my mind on that. I'm gonna go with one outside the box here since we're talking about college a little bit. I'm gonna go with Atlanta Hawks two way player point guard Brandon Three. Goodwin.
0: Oh, he went with Brandon. I thought, oh, Sharif with the
1: Cavs now, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know about Brandon. What you know about Brandon Goodwin, man?
0: I've seen him play a couple of times, but I don't know too much. I think, um, uh, he's solid, though. He's definitely
1: solid. I gotta see more of him. The dude, I, I try to always, uh, you know, talk my praise of this guy on whatever platform I have, just because obviously he a dude that, that's been working hard to get in the league. But he went to my alma mater. I'm an FGCU guy. You remember the Dunk City teams back in the day. Yep. I, I didn't go here back then. I, I graduated in 2020, but with that's uh, our first actually NBA player in school history was Brandon Goodwin and they had a uh, Rajon Tucker on those teams too. So they had a good team. Uh, so it was yeah, fun. Tucker man. from Charlotte. You, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I see him no all the time bro. out here. So. And those two dudes used to pack the gym, bro. I remember getting out of a night class at like 730, hopping on my bike, zooming down to a arena, watching Brandon Goodwin drop 30 points with ease. Uh so it's dope to see that he uh that he's uh you know balling in the league now. And uh I played against him like twice when he came to play pickup in the offseason, so it's pretty cool too. Uh so I'd be telling people I'm boys with him, even though he has no idea who the hell I am. But <laughs> shit. I I'm boys, I'm boys with, with Mario. But uh, but yeah, I like I always like to give Brandon with some love, man. So he's a he's a cool dude. But yeah, that's our that's, uh, that's our wheel of questions. Yo, you got off easy though. That's that's one of the more tame questions. We got we got let's do one, more, do one more. Do one Let, more. Do one more. Let's bring the wheel back up. Yeah, let's go ahead. ahead and do a. That was an bring, easy. Question. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're right. And there's some easy, some are. There's some that I was scared to put, but let's go ahead and uh. Let's I go ahead and spin the wheel one more time. The, question.
0: the wheel, the wheel tells you what you need to answer.
1: You can't deny the wheel, Mario. You got you can't listen, deny the wheel. You Got that right. <laughs> this one we got is another easy one. Another easy one. What is your favorite song of all time?
0: Of all time? That's hard actually, cause it's so I, I figured new. it
1: might be hard. I didn't want to put you on the spot with this one, but I was trying to get a good amount of stuff on the wheel. So I was like, all right, I'll add it. Um, well, give me some artists then. Give me, give me some artists. Oh, artists is easy. Of course, you got Lil Wayne. I think that's
0: my favorite artist of all time. The old Lil OG.
1: Wayne, Jay Z for sure. Future,
0: J Cole. Um.
1: See, I I agree with you until you said Future, man. I I gotta I gotta be able to understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry. my god, I gotta goodness. be able to understand what you're saying, man.
0: I feel you, but I'm just saying. Future, hey, you really listen to future. He he says some stuff. You gonna understand it. It's gonna take you a while, but he definitely up there. Little baby's I up won't there. I will say though,
1: if you if I'm in the car with the bass up and then the volume turned all the way up. I mean, who who can't get down to some future though, man? He, exactly. he Give me hype too, but I like
0: the baby. Uh the baby, one of my favorite artists right now. Like the baby, he really, he really be talking about some stuff. So, but I have to say one of my favorite. <clears throat> It's just so hard because I like RB, I like rap. It's just so
1: many. Um, we was talking before you said you don't like country, so don't, don't
0: like country. Country too okay. sad for me.
1: Cause I always hear Jimmy trying to Jimmy Butler trying to find somebody he can listen to country with. Yeah, and so far he ain't seen it.
0: Jimmy. Jimmy stays with the country. Even on my 10-day road trip, I was hearing Jimmy play country. I was like, How do you do so it? So the
1: stories are true, man. Yeah, the <laughs>
0: stories is definitely true.
1: I would, um, I don't rock with that, man. I I told you, man. Right. Well, you had told me off air that it, it makes you tear up a little bit, but that that's fine. You know, we, you know we mean, both,
0: it's okay to cry sometimes. It, you, know it, I mean? you gotta share it you gotta let it out. And that's
1: an that's an important lesson to teach all these tough men out there that think right. it's not okay to cry. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. ain't, 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 ain't nothing wrong
0: with you. shedding a tear. No, nah, no, nah. it happens
1: sometimes.
0: But uh let me, I'm still thinking about my favorite song of all
1: time. Do you know because I I already know mine? Because well, I got two actually. One of them, well, I'll ask you, do you know who JID is? Yep, you know, 151 rum, not off the top of my head. All right, you got to check it out because I'm telling you, hardest beat of all time. The flow, godly, the bar, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, he's on, he's in Dreamville, yeah, 151 rum. You can thank me later. You, one fifty one, I'm gonna
0: listen to that as soon as we get off this. Bro,
1: I transcend every time I hear it. Oh my, it's fire. That song, and then you know what? Uh, Sweatpants by Gambino. Yeah, I heard that. That that's my dude too. I love uh Donald Glover. Like like, hey, Gambino do.
0: got uh that song feels like summer.
1: Yeah, that that's a vibe.
0: My songs of all time. That's a but, vibe. But I will say this. Lil Wayne's. Uh, Man, I Miss My Dogs. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, Future, My Savages. And then I got to throw some old school in there. like a, What you got? Like a Boys to Men or a Jodeci. Okay. I'm like that. See, I'll be on old school R&B like that because of my mom and dad and stuff. So. Hey, it gotta be one of them. One of those.
1: That's songs. the songs I be putting in the car when I'm alone or in the room, and you just
0: ah. yeah, you
1: just chill. You think you can sing? That, them the songs right hey, here take you back to the old school. Yeah, they be having me think I could sing, bro. Oh shit, wrong button. Ah, right, you go, you go. Okay.
0: So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock with those. I'm gonna go with oh, those man. two songs.
1: I, I like I like that man. So listen, hey, now y'all know Mario Chalmers' favorite song. You did get off easy again, though. We got we got some good ones on the wheel, but I did leave it relatively tame because I want to get some input from some other people. I wanted to feel the vibe on this too. Uh, say, yeah, we gotta get, I want more. to see what
0: other people want to say. What other questions they want to
1: hear? Yeah, yeah, but but we <laughs> chilling. So I'll I'll add some more. I had some stuff my homeboys was telling me to ask you. I'm like. You think I'm gonna ask Mario this shit the first time we talked? I'm like, <laughs> at least give it to episode two or three, my guy. Like, right? At least, um, let, at least
0: let it get into it.
1: They over there talking about like ask him how the hoes are. I'm like, that's, that's like,
0: I don't know I'm nothing like, about that.
1: <laughs> smart man, smart man. But we uh we got we got some questions about college stories that that we'll get to a later episode. That, that's a little teaser, man. All right, that's fun, man. That's fun. That I, I appreciate your answer. And that's fun. We'll, we'll get to some good stuff uh, The uh, as we continue these episodes, man. But uh, yeah, basically, since this is your first episode on here, I do want to kind of get your overall thoughts on the heat uh, and kind of what you think's been going wrong. If you think they could turn it around, what the biggest issue is, or just your, your overall thoughts. It appears you may have disconnected. Your picture is blank. I see you muting and unmuting. There's a private chat. I don't know if you could hear me. If you could hear me, you could type in a private chat or uh, or text me or or whatever. Okay, Maro's disconnected. We'll go ahead and get him back in here. Uh, I might edit this out. I might not. looks like we reconnected. All right, yeah, yeah. Coming. Okay. all right, you're coming through good. No, no, you're coming through good. It's all good. But yeah, I was basically just saying. Uh, I was basically just saying, what's your overall thoughts on this team, man? What's what's the issue? Can they turn it around? Just what you thinking overall?
0: Um, they definitely could turn around. It's still early in the season. I think the main thing is um, just finding a, a solid rotation. Um, uh, you know, Bam playing good right now. Tyler's being out. Um, Jimmy's playing good. Kyle's playing good. So it's just about getting all their pieces back together, getting them all back healthy and playing on the you know, same accord and really getting in, um, uh, in season shape. I think that's the main thing with a lot of the teams that have deep playoff runs. Um, they don't necessarily come in out of shape, but they're coming in getting in, into game shape. You know what I'm saying? So I think that'd be some of the reasons why um those teams start off bad but they always pick it up like right before all-star break or right after all-star break when the season when that second season kicks in that really matters so um that's just them you know especially with Spoh Spoh's been there several times Spoh knows what it takes Spo, a great motivational um coach person that knows how to get his players going and get the most out of them so I think that's just the main thing
1: yeah no I'm with you too I mean I've been watching sports long enough to know that fifteen games is nothing in the grand scheme of things i mean we've seen a heat team go eleven and thirty then finish thirty and eleven you know right. and especially when you got spo like he knows what he's doing this team has talent you don't go from a shot away from the eastern conference finals to a playing team in the next season i mean i guess you could Te- teams have done I'll it it's possible uh, it,
0: a lot of teams got better so
1: it's I'll, exactly I'll, I'll, I
0: agree with you i don't think they'll i don't think they'll drop like that one. i still don't got them as a Top five team in the East, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And they got talent. Jimmy Butler, he's proven himself to be one of the best players in this league. And Bam at Obayo, Do we agree, undoubtedly, the best defender in the league? He's one of them. Ah, uh, give me some names then. Get You know what? Give me some names. And if you say one that I hope you don't say, I'm going to have to get on you. But go ahead. Give me some names.
0: I'm just saying, when it comes to like, Bam's a great defender, but you still got Giannis out there who. He's a great defender. That's Jimmy's a great fair. defender. Um one of my favorite defenders that people don't give a lot of credit to, and it's just a pest, is Mikael Bridges. I like, love he, Mikael Bridges. I pest. love him. he's always there, he's always in the right position, he's always reaching for the ball, he's always contesting. Like he's a real pest. He's one of my favorite defenders.
1: Okay, I love those guys. You pass the test. God help me. God, God help me if you would have said Rudy Gobert. Oh my goodness!
0: I would never say Rudy Gobert.
1: Mara Thomas, screw Max Struess. You are now my favorite Heat player of all time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and let me say this: no disrespect to Rudy because he is like he is who he is. But I'm not rolling because you bring Rudy on the perimeter. He's he's not doing anything. He's not. Down, he's not me he's at the rim like Bam. Like Bam, Bam is a way better defender in those regards to Rudy Gobert. See, Shit, I, take you, side, I take a song, I take a Whiteside White Side over Rudy Gobert in the defense. We're
1: we gonna get into Hassan White Side, I think, in another episode. Uh, say, you I know, I have, you know I
0: have, that was one of my teammates, too. So,
1: no, we I'm gonna, actually, <laughs> I, I actually have an unpopular opinion, I'm actually a huge fan of his. So, uh, but we'll, we'll say that. Yeah, we'll say that for another episode because I want to get we'll on this Gobert thing. But 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 no, it actually is all love to the song. He he's bro, I got two uh, white side shirts in my closet right now. Like legitimately, he, he's one of my guys for, for sure for real. Yeah, but I like how you gave uh that media trained PG answer. He is what he is. Let let me tell y'all someone who is not media trained, let me tell you what Rudy Gobert is. He's a bum, <laughs> he can't move three feet outside of the paint. He's a dude, he's a he's a good shot blocker, sure. But anybody will be a good shot blocker when you're allowed to get away with smacking the other team's arms every single time and not get called because you got a reputation. Rudy Gobert, he's the new Roy Hibbert. Mario, you remember verticality? Ver- verticality? I,
0: would, I wouldn't I would go that far. Like, as far I as
1: smacking dudes down, when it, they call this verticality, he's over there smacking people's arms. That's not verticality. You said, you, know that you, said, you said Roy Hibbert. With regards to the verticality, just strictly the verticality. Oh, okay, okay, I okay, said. I get you that. That's, I get you that. Yeah. No, yeah, not obviously. It's it's different games and stuff like that. But uh just with regards, same thing with Roy Hibbert. I, I know that must have bothered y'all when this man over there smacking people like this and they call him Verticality.
0: Yeah, I'm sure uh they had to. I used to float. I used to throw that float over, over Roy hey, Hibbert, so I, never, <laughs> I never had that problem. I, they called me the Giant Killer, so
1: that that is true. Well, yeah, as a fan, I never worried about frustrated that. Frustrated us. Uh, and I see the same thing in Rudy Gobert. He's built himself up this reputation as the greatest shot blocker uh, in human history somehow. He's over there. He's allowed to get away with anything. And then he literally gets played off of the floor in the playoffs because of his defense, because he can't guard three feet outside of the paint. Let me ask you a question. What kind of defensive player of the year gets played off the court because of their defense? I
0: don't think he should have got defensive player of the year. That's my point. So that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't even... Me personally, I'm not even acknowledging that award. I would say that he's a he's a great shot blocker, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And when you say and when I'm, you say defender, that means you got to be able to defend everywhere, not just the paint.
1: You know who is a defender? The guy who has the Heat franchise record for steals. That's a defender. Yeah. That is you, right?
0: No, I'm second. I think D-Way got it.
1: Ah, I thought it was you. No, no I, I meant I, in
0: a in a game. It's oh, in you. a game? Yeah, I got it in the game. So yeah, that's game, I got it. Yeah, I
1: I was trying to throw you some love, Mario. Come on, man.
0: I appreciate it, man. But, you know, we got to keep the facts right. We got to keep the facts right. You know, as soon as we say something wrong, everybody going to go to Twitter or Instagram and start blowing it up. Like, oh, they said this wrong. Oh, Uh,
1: you would know about that because I remember like a year ago, you said you got the steal that led to the the D-Wade. And,
0: Brian. and I was was joking. I didn't even know where I was. (laughs) when it happens so when i said that i was just being funny and it it just took off and i was like oh so y'all really y'all really do real pay attention so let me let me keep the facts straight because i don't want no more of that
1: (laughs) no that that was funny man that's just something i came across when i was um i was basically just googling uh mario chalmers for some some edits and graphics and stuff and i was like i remember when he said that a year ago and i believed you
0: They so, killed me for that. Like, my Instagram blew up, and I was like, oh, my God. I will <laughs> never say nothing like that again, ever.
1: Well, let me be fully transparent with you, too. Obviously, you you a Heat fan favorite. That goes for me as well. One of the most fun, you know, guys of, of the funnest teams of our lives, right? So, huge, huge fan. But there is one time, specifically, I have no idea if you even remember or not. But for some reason, this one shot stuck with me that really was probably the only time I could think of being annoyed with you. It was against the Portland Trailblazers. Wide open three for the win. For the game. Brick. You remember that shot? I do. I remember that. It was like it was yesterday.
0: But do you know what happened? Like, since you brought that up, do you know what happened?
1: Ten threes in Sacramento. Am I correct?
0: No, I'm talking about that Portland game.
1: Oh, in the game. what, What are you referencing?
0: I sat from, like, the last... No, I want to say I stepped from, like, the eight-minute mark in the third quarter, maybe seven-minute mark of the third quarter, all the way to that last possession, and they threw me in there, and I'm like, bruh. No, that's
1: I'm tough. Like, I'm not that's
0: warm. Tough. I'm not loose. I'm not anything, but, you know, I'm still going to take the shot because y'all called on me, and I felt so no. bad for missing that shot. Like, I felt terrible. I didn't sleep that night on the plane ride to Sacramento. I didn't talk to nobody. Like, d them, they was trying to talk to me. I was like, "Bro, I can't talk. Like, I'm pissed like i'm to the point i'm so mad i got tears in my eye like i called myself mr clutch and i missed this shot like i want to get my tattoo removed
1: i gotta be honest i i didn't even think you would remember that i got i I remember that like it was yesterday and
0: that's when like that's when the 10 threes that's the reason the 10 threes happened like i remember the 10 threes
1: yeah well that's what's funny the song i was listening to that
0: day i kept playing that same song (laughs) over and over and over and over that whole day until the game started
1: See, that's what's funny, is because I and you brought up the tattoo. I remember and he, my, I was a kid back then, so don't hate on me for that. But I was like, I was like, this man got a Mr. Clutch tattoo, he over there missing threes. Hey, and trust me, then... I heard
0: it all. If you was a kid thinking that, imagine what the adults that could really talk to me was saying. Imagine that. Now I'm just like, oh, y'all are killing me with this.
1: But I mean, you shut everyone the hell up in Sacramento, so you you good, man. You I hey. would have set
0: the record, and I will go already. I would have set the NBA record. If
1: it wasn't for Spoke, he took you out. I was just gonna ask. I remember him like taking you out kind of a little earlier. If,
0: if people go back and watch that game, I'm 10 for 13 with three minutes and 45 seconds left in the game.
1: Oh, you chucking at that point after that. I didn't made
0: my last seven straight threes. Like I haven't missed the three since beginning of the third quarter. And I'm like, Spoke, just let me get the record. Like even Braun and them was on the sideline, like leave him in, leave him in, leave him in. So I was like, nah, it's a blowout. It's going to look bad. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, let me get a record. Let me do something. Like, let me solidify myself. You don't get nights like this every night. And yeah. I got three of the best players in the world on my team. I'm not going to get 13 threes ever again in a game. Just let me go ahead and get the record. That's four threes.
1: The what, NBA record now was 14 of
0: by Clay. The NBA record back then was 12 by Kobe. Yeah. I want get two uh... more
1: threes. Did he? Well, of course. Like I said, you chucking at that point until you get that record. I mean, I would too for the record. I would too. Are you kidding me? You Why out. did he take you out? Did he? What? What can he possibly say? Like I don't understand. Because we was blowing
0: Sacramento out, and that was a thing. But even even if then it was still like, like you still got me in here with three minutes and forty five seconds left. Like I'm the youngest player on the team. Well, one of the youngest players on the team. You're not gonna put in Ray Allen. You're not gonna put in Mike
1: Miller. Like, so just let me rock
0: out. Oh, took me out. I was so fucking pissed that day. So pissed.
1: Hey, as, as was I. Because I'm sitting there wanting to see history, too. So right. as was I. Well, that uh, that is a good point you brought up in the Portland game, how you sat for a while. I get you. Obviously, I said I'm a hooper at a completely different level, of course. But it still applies. You know, if I'm playing pickup and, and let's say we lose a game and I got to wait like one or two next to get back on... Next thing you know, I'm waiting 15, 20 minutes. By the time I get back on the court, it takes me another, you know, five, 10 minutes, at least a few, few sprints down the court to get, you know, I'm about to say at just, least, at least,
0: least even in that regard, you get to run up and down and get warm. No, I had to and check in immediately at the spot, right there, ready to catch. I'm like, oh. At least I get one one little sprint and I'll be okay. Well,
1: that that actually uh I think of an interesting question coming at because you you've done both. And I've always wondered because I feel like it makes it a lot harder. But do you prefer coming? I mean, obviously, not not saying to count the accolades, but what is easier for you coming off the bench or starting? Like off the bench, you obviously get a sense of the game, but if you start and you coming straight from kind of shoot around.
0: Um, I'd rather start uh in that instance, just because like you already warm. You get a feel for the game. You get to mentally prepare. Like going into the game, you get to see. Like when you was coming out the bench, you don't really know what mindset you have. Like going into the game, your mindset has to be like when you get to the game to see what's actually going on. Like you can't pre plan. Like as a starter, you can pre plan. Like, okay, I know I got D Way. He was struggling last game. Let me get him going early. Or I got Brown. Brown likes it here boom, 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 boom. Let me, get, let me go ahead and put him in a position earlier. When you come up, wait to see, you know what I'm saying, what's the flow of the game, who's high? who's going well, who's not doing well. So it, it goes hand in hand, you know. It...
1: You cut out for a second. Are you back? Okay. Yeah. Back. I get. It. Yeah, you saying it goes hand
0: in hand? Yeah, I said it goes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? When you... When you starting, you got to be able to you, you pre-game, pre-plan and see what you got to do going into the game. When you coming off the bench, you just got to adjust after the game going on. You got to see what adjustments is already being made and then adjust to those adjustments.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I always thought, too, because like I said, I can only imagine you sitting off the bench and got to come into a game. But I wanted to ask, too, because I know obviously last year, by his standards, Duncan Robinson struggled shooting the ball. And then they made that switch to put him off the bench for Struess, and he actually started shooting a lot better. And he actually came out and said that he was able to mentally prepare in that sense, instead of, you know, kind of get a feel for the game. But uh, I guess it can affect everyone differently too. And, And like you said, it's, it's a give and take, I guess, but that's why I was curious about asking you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody has a different mindset.
1: Yeah. Well, so we got a couple games since the last episode. They played a game versus the Suns, game versus Toronto. They finished one and one in those games. You was able to catch either one of those games?
0: No, I didn't see none, neither one of those games. I wasn't able to catch those. Okay.
1: Well, good for you. That uh that second game <laughs> was a complete waste of my time. the, was, first one see was the highlights kind of, of the Toronto though. game. Yeah. The first one versus the Phoenix was kind of, son, I got, I got some notes here. I'll kind of go through real quick to kind of give everyone a recap. Uh, you missed Tyler Hero still all week. He's going to miss some more time. Uh, it was a close game to start, but Phoenix got rolling late in the third. But who else but Dwayne Devon, the mechanic, back-to-back threes from downtown, got it close to get it uh to get it back. But Phoenix went all the way up to 11 in the fourth, and then Bam started going crazy. Yeah, when Bam at a bio plays like that, this team is on a whole other level. Why, why don't you think we see like more of that aggressive Bam? Because I kind of get the sense as a fan he can do that whenever he wants.
0: Um, you gotta understand, Bam's still young. I think this is what his sixth year in the league, fifth, sixth year in the league. Yeah, he's like so twenty-five. He's, yeah, he's still finding his way. Um, you know, he's had different teammates almost every year he's been with the Heat. So, um, now they kind of got a good chemistry. He's healthy this year. Um, you know, last year he missed a lot of time with that thumb injury. So, you know, that kind of threw him off. That didn't keep him as aggressive last year uh, coming in. So I think this year he's just trying to find his way, find his groove and get back to the way he was playing when he made the All-Star team. Um, and, you know, that takes a little bit of time coming come back from an injury, and especially at the beginning of the season, uh, trying to keep everybody happy.
1: Yeah, and I think people, like, don't understand how much he's asked to do out there, like especially defensively when he's asked to run around the whole place. Uh, but I, I think the smart ones who do know ball – understand his impact to this team and uh it is nice when you're able to get those big offensive games in. and he knows when to do it too he had the huge game in the bubble versus celtics and same thing last year had the kind of monster game when when jimmy went out there but uh jimmy also went crazy that game the big defensive, of course blocked Devin buck uh yeah, Devin booker
0: book for, the end for the game i seen that one at the end oh,
1: you know jimmy like that oh you yeah. know jimmy like that better than the game when it shot too that's that's why i like jimmy man uh but uh, they were able to get a big win versus uh, versus a good team. Got back to 500. So I was feeling good. Uh, the only other note I have here is Dwayne Washington Jr. He he uh, had his amazing audition for Random Scrub Heat Killer Hall of Famer. Do the players know about the Random Scrub Heat Killers? Mm-hmm. Real, okay, let me tell you. Huge thing on Twitter for the last ten years. Really, is basically you got it's in the name. Your Random Scrub Heat Killers. So before he joined y'all, you had Wayne Ellington, right? You had uh, Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, essentially dudes that are scrubs. I understand no one's really a scrub playing in the league and, and even they're good players, but they dudes that that tend to go off against the heat for no reason. You got your Bryn Forbes, you got your, your Landry Shamus. Are these not things the players notice that damn every time I play Fournier, this man scores 30, and when he goes and plays Milwaukee the next day, he has like 12? Are these not things that y'all ever notice?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know, that's funny that you said that because back in the day when I was playing, uh, they used to call <clears> DJ, yeah, they used to call DJ, obviously, the heat killer, and I never he's knew why, one. but
1: he's another, but always look
0: at his stats, he would end up with like 20, 24, 25, something like that, so. One game, I actually did take it personally. I was like, nah, he's not, he not going to score this game. And I think he ended up with like six, maybe, something like that. So, yeah, people know about them things. You you hear about them things as a player. It's like this little rumblings. But I don't know how many people actually take it to heart right now. Like as long as they win the game, they'd be cool. Well,
1: now you know it has a name. It's called RSHK Random Scrub. He, if, <laughs> you go funny, on Twitter, <laughs> if you go on Twitter and search hashtag RSHK, you'll see Garrison Matthews. You'll see Malik Monk. That's a uh, Hall of Fame. I like you, Matthews.
0: Monk. I worked out with, uh, with Garrison in, in Nashville, Tennessee for like two summers out there. He's he's all right. I like Garrison. He's all right.
1: Yeah, he is. I know that firsthand too because he actually went to Lipscomb, obviously, which happens to be in the same conference as FGCU. And uh, it was it was good wins last year here. We were stacked. Uh, go all the way to the A-Sun tournament uh, championship game. And then Lipscomb beats us by 30 points because Garrison Matthews dropped like 40 on us. Yeah, so he, got a, he got a ratchet. Yeah. So then he comes into the league and he starts killing the heat and everyone's asking, "Who yo, who is this Garrison Matthews dude? And I'm sitting there crying. I'm like, I know who he is. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't his first time lighting my team up. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I was actually – what happened?
0: No, 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 I said that's funny.
1: Yeah, so I was – I was actually uh, – that's interesting that y'all uh, – Never heard that term because it's, I'm telling you, it's it's a big thing, man. Everybody knows that that RSHK, man. Those are just some that come to mind. And obviously, Dwayne Washington Jr., he went and had, he had like 20 points in the first half. So, but it has to be repetitive, though. It can't just be a one time thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it can't just be, it can't just be like a one time thing. But he, uh, next time we play Phoenix, we'll be, uh, (laughs) we'll be looking out for him. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, and you mentioned too, the one time you took it personal, you was playing clamps. Uh, I know I mentioned it in your intro too, but easily. My favorite Mario Chalmers moment is I mean, obviously, there's a lot you had the big games in 2013
0: oh, man, and 12, man. but everybody said
1: the Linsanity. The, the Sanity game, bro. What you and Norris Cole did to that sweet, sweet man should be a crime. <laughs> that <laughs> that wasn't He's even our that... fault, that was
0: everybody else's fault.
1: You 100% right, but <laughs> like everybody
0: else's fault, and then that was it was Spoke's fault too because Spoke kept gassing him up. In practice, the whole week, spoke kept saying stuff like, "Oh, it's Lindsey E. Show coming. What y'all gonna do?" Then the media. So I'm sitting there like, "All right, like it's it's a whole different ball game." Especially when, when, me and Norris both lock in, just defensively, it's a whole different ball game.
1: Mario, he he had more turnovers than field goals.
0: That's oh, he, crazy. Yeah. We we
1: we set the record. We wanted to.
0: <laughs> we had goals before the game that he wasn't gonna get over ten points. He he wasn't doing none of that.
1: Yeah, that's – it's cool talking to you about that because, like, I don't know how much you guys realize from your side, and, and I certainly don't. Like, I as a fan, I don't know if y'all remember these specific random games or if you think that we do, but, like, we easily – like, you could ask any random Heat fan, and you say, yo, you remember the Insanity game? And just like that, everybody remembers Mario. They remember Nor stealing and dunking and landing on his shoulder thinking that he broke his arm. like You remember that that dunk too? Like
0: – Hey, we were so scared for him that game. It was like, me oh, too? Man, like, like, please get up. Please get up. So
1: That's cool. Yeah, because that's stuff that sticks with both of us, man. So that that's actually pretty cool to, to talk to you about. Uh, but that's all we got for that Suns game. The next game versus Toronto. Uh, complete waste of my time. They kind of strung me along all game just to break my heart at the end. Uh, you had no BAM that game either. So obviously, it was going to be tough from the jump. But Toronto was missing some guys, too. It was nice to see Jovic get some run early on. He had double-digit points in the first quarter. He played well for a 19-year-old. Obviously, I'm not going to get mad at the defense and stuff. He's still got to grow into his body. He's still going to learn. But regardless, it was nice to see him get some run. But the problem is, well, I guess this will be another good question for you, too. Have you ever heard of the term, again, very, very popular on Heat Twitter? Have you ever heard of the term third quarter? Mm-hmm. They, Miami, had a, the ultimate third quarter in that game. You know, they gave a 21 nothing run. To That's a
0: they almost had two in that game so that's that's another thing that almost put them away so
1: and it was uh, that was pretty much all she wrote after that I'm looking at my notes here and then obviously uh the offensive rebounds and turnovers was a killer the turnovers you're gonna have bad games like that sloppy that kind of thing happens but the offensive rebounding really seems to be an issue it's very clear that this team is not big uh, so I just wanted to kind of ask you like how much of an issue do you view size like or do you just kind of say it's positionless basketball? there can be ways to work around having smaller guys out there.
0: Um, There's ways to work around it. Like, if you look at when we played, where we had, you know, CB at our five and UD as our four, or vice versa, like, we were still a small team, but what it took is everybody doing the extra little things. Everybody combined extra, like, okay, UD is the leading rebounder, so we know if we all block out, he's going to get the rebound regardless of who's there. So we just got to make sure we do our job and let it, let it be easier for him and he don't have to battle everybody else. So... Um, if everybody do their job, they make them take tough shots, they make them take contested shots, and you know, everybody do the little things of blocking out and making that extra little effort to give them a bump, they'll be a, they'll be back in the top rebounding team, they'll be able to
1: survive, yeah. And UD would battle everybody if he had to, yeah, though, but I know that too. But I've I I him team. in his
0: prime, so I'm, I know exactly what UD brings,
1: and uh, Caleb, uh, he's obviously not you know used to playing four, so I'm sure that'll take some getting used to for him, also. And hopefully they can kind of figure out, but I remember those teams too. Y'all tried for and Pat Riley tried forever to get y'all a big man, whether it was ilgauskas or Dexter Pittman or Eddie Curry Eddie or Curry. or Jamal McGlure, um, Jermaine O'Neill, my rookie year. They tried forever to get a big man. And then the year Braun leaves, Hassan Whiteside comes out of nowhere. That team would have been nice. I always think about that sometimes too. But I will say though, I and I will always say this: I honestly believe that y'all would have won the champ. No, actually, I forget if you were on that team because you might have been in Memphis at that point. I was gonna say the year that uh, the first year that Boss got sick and then Whiteside got hurt too, and they had lost to Toronto in the second round. Yeah, I was. Like, already. Like, oh, yeah, I think I think you were maybe traded mid season or something. Because <laughs> yeah, you I had played to- when yeah. they had. Yeah, because you had played when they still had Luel Dang on the team for a little bit, and when they had the, the early stages, the white side. And that team was nice, man. Yeah, that that was, was I got traded
0: that year. It was me, Josh McRoberts, Luel Dang, Jail Green, um, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow. That was that team. Drag it.
1: That team was stacked, man. And, and I will always say, if Boss never got sick, I think that team could have kind of maybe went to do something really special. That that team was nice, man. Y'all, hold oh, nice. We
0: got we got two different ways with that team. That's the year I got hurt when I was in Memphis. And our yeah. Memphis
1: team,
0: our Memphis Whoa. team was okay, and we we That's- beat the heat. We beat the heat. We beat the heat at home, and they beat us. Uh, they beat us at their house when uh, I think D-Wade, No, Dwayne was guarding Mike Conley for the game. I remember this game too. I was so mad. It was my first game after being traded.
1: Oh, so he you took it personally. To-
0: I took it personally because I want the game winner. And I told Coach Jager, I go to Coach Dager in his ear. I'm like, yo, just give me the game winner. I know what they're gonna do. They are gonna put D Wade on Mike Conley and make him drive. What they do? Put D Wade on Mike Conley, make him drive. Didn't he listen to you? He didn't listen to me. He left me out the game, and that was just like those moments. it's like, like man, like that was my time to really like, cause I didn't like the way I, I was traded from the Heat. Like everybody knows that that was that was a different different for me so i wanted my get back and that was my turn to get my get back and it it never came
1: yeah no i was sad too man like i was really looking forward to you finally being able to be kind of the guy with regards to facilitator you know obviously when you lose lebron you kind of have a big hole that other people need to make up for and i certainly think you were more than capable and you were kind of like the homegrown heat guy you know you was there before lebron you was there after so uh, i never really got my
0: my fair chance to run it to show what I could really do, but I did at Memphis before I got hurt. So
1: yeah, I, I remember you went to Memphis and you you play, you had a nasty, crazy ass some Luca type shit and one game winner, the one where you was fouled. You know it's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, Boston. First Boston. They I no, appreciate verse, you. No, versus Detroit. That was versus Detroit.
0: Okay, verse okay.
1: Detroit. Yeah, I verse come Detroit. across that shot randomly sometimes. I'm like, how the hell did you make that? You was like. <laughs> I guess you just I was, on, just I just to knew I was on
0: balance and I, and I, I was pointing directly at the rim so it was easy. It's just somebody falling at your feet when you shoot.
1: Me. Yeah. Well, I know obviously uh you ended up getting hurt in there but you was playing well before. Uh it was nice to see that you got back. You was able yeah, to sign the team Boston last year. Too, they put something in the water there that I don't trust the <laughs> Tom Brady, football deflator. They got one cheat already. Hey. I don't put it past everyone else. Hey. I don't know about that one.
0: I don't think they cheated to hurt me, but it, it did happen at Boston Garden.
1: Yeah, no, I'm sure uh, we'll get into that in some, some later episodes because I'm sure there's a whole story to that too. But uh, I, I'm really it, – it is really encouraging, though, to see, like, for real, that – because that's such a serious injury, obviously, but the fact you was able to come through that and keep working because – and I imagine it's probably so easy to give up at points. Uh, but is. the fact yeah. that you didn't, like, that's – that's that's like really dope, man. That's that's really cool. And the fact that you still out there, uh that actually bring all right, we'll ask this last question too before we get all I got left is the preview for the week and then we'll get out of here. So so we almost done. But uh, I know before you came, uh you signed that deal with the Heat last year, you was in the G League for a little bit over there. Uh and when I was looking that up, I happened to see something that confused me. How was your head coach a dead man? Because I could swear I saw LeBron take out Jason Terry in 2013. And I think I remember seeing that he was your head coach over there.
0: Oh, you talking about that uh, at Denver when I was playing with Grand Rapids?
1: Yeah, was he the head coach? Yep. I could have swore I saw LeBron take and send that man to the grave. What? What happened?
0: Hey, he resurrected. He resurrected as a coach. So that's what he came back in his, in his second life as a coach. So <laughs> that's what he's doing now.
1: I will, right, well, man. Whatever you was doing over there worked out. He was able to sign with the Heat, and obviously you still you still working out uh to get back to playing, and uh I know a lot of teams that could use you. I I could I mean obviously I don't got much pool, but I know I know a lot of teams could still use the the talents of Mar Charles, and I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that on, on some later episodes. Uh, unless you got something you want to say about it while we're on the topic, I don't know if he's about to say something.
0: Nah, we're gonna say that for different episodes. We do not give them, okay. we don't want to give them
1: everything right now. We want to keep coming, keep keep them coming back oh, and see what we're gonna talk don't, about. Don't worry, I have a lot on the wheel, Mario. Don't don't worry, man. Yeah, i with you. I so
0: uh,
1: basically, we got this coming up week. Uh, we got a couple three more games on the road trip. You got Washington, Cleveland, Minnesota. Uh, obviously, Washington. They got some guys over there. They've never really been that good. Cleveland, that's the team that scares me. Then obviously, you have Minnesota with Rudy Gobert. That bum doesn't scare me, but what, what's your <laughs> thoughts about these games, <laughs> these next couple games? Like, you got any specific thoughts on Washington, Cleveland, Minnesota, just about the guys over there or the matchups that they got? What do you expect?
0: Um, I think Washington should be should be a win,
1: um, especially
0: with no Bradley Bill, Right, he's still in
1: protocols. Oh, I didn't even come across that, but you might be right.
0: But I think I think he might be. So I think that that should be a good game, uh, a fair game, an easy win. I should say.
1: Uh, but the next two that Cleveland, Cleveland's they, tough. They scared me before they had Spider, and now you throw him in Cleveland there, it's super
0: tough. Like, I know, I know Darius Garland, so I worked out with him a couple times when I was in uh, Nashville, too. So, him and Garrett, we all worked out together and played together. So, I've been a fan of, of DG for a minute, and I've always he's been telling awesome. him, like, okay, I, I can't wait till you get your shine. And I just think you know, with Colin Sexton being moved, and he's really. Come into his own they put all the right pieces around him he's gonna be special like he's really gonna be special
1: he just dropped 50 easily too like he went
0: easily yeah he's all aw- easily. He's awesome. so he yeah he i mean he's got everything he could pass he can shoot um you know he got the handle so uh, DJ's a very good young point guard very good and then um uh, who you say minnesota's in the last game
1: yeah they they good team though too. Like I I got a lot of respect for Ann Edwards and Cat. The, the thing about guys.
0: Minnesota they're they're a better team on paper than what they're showing right now. And that's I true. I, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what's what the reason is. I just think in my personal opinion I think they're a little bit too big down low, too slow with with Cat and Rudy Goldberg down there. I think they create a lot of mismatch problems on the offensive end, but they also do on the defensive end. And I think that's why their team right now is not as good as everybody thought they would be with the Rudy trade. So I still think they're coming into their own They're They're trying to put their pieces together. So uh, that should be a very good game. I think that can go, that one could go up in the air um, with those two games.
1: Yeah. For some reason, uh, I think Miami's lost like four or five straight in Minnesota. I don't know if Jimmy made a deal with the devil when he beat the third, when he beat the starters <laughs> with the third stringers. You remember that story? Uh, when he was yeah, in Minnesota that. and he hasn't, yeah, and he hasn't won in Minnesota since. He hasn't. I don't know what that's about, but uh, but they got some guys over there, obviously. But the Cleveland game, listen, it's not gonna be pretty what Evan Mobley does to Caleb Martin. That's not and I love Caleb. Caleb is is an awesome player, but 6'4 is 6'4 at the end of the day. You know, I mean yeah. that Evan, Evan Mobley, that, what
0: six six eleven
1: uh, damn three, near if not, yeah. So that that team's gonna be tough. But uh that's all I really got planned. Uh you got anything you want to say before we uh I give this outro over here? Uh
0: nah, but you know you did see the Jayhawks beat the Blue Devils. I just want to throw that out there. Respect, I respect. Know there's some, uh, I know there's some Blue Devils in the front office of the Miami Heat, so I just want to throw that out there. You know, Rock Chalk Jayhawk.
1: Yeah, man. That that let's you, know, um, you know, Nick Arrison with the Duke, so
0: that's of why course. I want to
1: throw that yeah, out. Yeah, of there. course. That's why him and it I always thought the dynamic between him and Pat was funny because obviously you got Kentucky and then you got Duke, so it's like it's you know, and I, could, you brought, I wonder I you, you in
0: there, so you know, they really hated me, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So I always wondered kind of what the dynamic was like when returns, uh, in terms of like drafting guys, whether they wanted to leave more Duke or more Kentucky, but hey, the Kentucky they should just keep taking Kentucky dudes too. They could have had Maxi on this team. I mean, oh my god, you already got Bam and Tyler, but. They they can get some more some more Jayhawks. I, about that had,
0: I know we had we had a couple Jayhawks. I think it was only me and Wayne Simeon.
1: Well, they had Morris last year too. So that was another Morris
0: one. Morris Twain, yeah. I forgot about Twin. Yeah.
1: So that they yeah, had, had him really last good year. Good. And I liked him too. Yeah, he, yeah, he was good when, a three Jayhawks on Yeah. But obviously y'all got a good y'all got a good program, man. So I'll be I'll be tuning in for sure for you. But that's all anyway. I got. We've been going for almost an hour here. Uh, I don't know the full schedule yet, whether we're doing these once or twice a week. We'll see. I felt like this is a good episode, so we'll see kind of what's going on, and uh, we'll get to y'all later. So make sure y'all subscribe if you're on the YouTube side. Follow if you're on the podcast. Rate five stars if you enjoy. If you didn't enjoy, listen, man, I, we, I can't do nothing about that. I had a good Tell us what we could do better. I would say tell us what we can so do, better. Like, yeah, tell tell ahead, we can do better,
0: then come back and see if we made the changes.
1: Yeah. Tell, tell us what we can do better, man. and uh. And we'll go tell you how to do your job, too. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't hear that. I just having a good time. That's, <laughs> all. that's all I got, though. Right, right, I'm going right. to play this outro. I appreciate y'all, y'all tuning in. Uh, Peace out. Yes, sir. Pull up in your city trying to get that dead face. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off. Yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Better watch your tone. better I take your love now. sir.